Our scripture this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. I read from the New Revised Standard Version. Now concerning the spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. Word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you because we know that you are here with us and that you are there with each person that is watching this service online. We pray, Lord, on this day that your Holy Spirit will transcend space and time, that, O oh Lord, you will speak to each and every one of us according to your grace and according to your mercy, and that we will be able to receive what you have for us this morning. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we come to the scripture today well aware that we probably all got gifts for Christmas. Something was given by someone to us or we chose to give something to someone else. We oftentimes gave and we often received gifts. Every year we hope that we will get gifts that we will like, that we will enjoy. Things we can use, you know. Things that are fun. Things that are enjoyable. There are a variety of Christmas gifts, aren't there? There's everything from the practical to the whimsical. From the small meaningful gift to the big box item. We all look forward to these gifts at Christmas, and we look forward to opening and unwrapping them and using them. I mean, what fun is it to get 20 presents and never open them? You know, everybody wants to open them as soon as possible. That's why there's wrapping paper everywhere on Christmas morning and packages ripped open because we all want to see what we got for Christmas. Well, today's scripture is not about Christmas gifts, but I thought it would help us to understand a little bit of what Paul is trying to tell us about the gifts of the Spirit. He writes to the Corinthian church to tell them that he does not want them to be uninformed about the spiritual gifts that God has given to us. You see, before they were Christian, many of them were pagan. 
That means that they believed in all kinds of gods. And they had fashioned and formed idols made of stone and, and metals and other materials. Uh, and, and they worshiped those things, but those things did not speak back to them. They did not talk. They weren't real. And therefore, he wants them to understand that the God that we have, the God that we serve is real and does talk and does interact with us and does give us good gifts. So the first thing that Paul wants them to know is that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will ever say, let Jesus be cursed, and that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Spirit of God will never badmouth Jesus because the Spirit of God is there to support Jesus and to be one with Jesus just as the Father is one with Jesus. The Holy Trinity would never contradict itself. It would never go against itself. The Spirit of God will never say something negative about Jesus. And Jesus would never say something negative about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will never reveal something negative about God the Father. Holy Trinity stands in unity of purpose and message. So he wanted them to understand this because there was a lot of misinformation in Jesus' time about who he was and about what he was about. There were people saying that he was just a great prophet. You know, he's a great prophet. He really, you know, speaks the word of God. There were others that were saying, no, no, he's, he's really just a great healer. He's here to heal people that are sick and make them well. And there was others that were saying, no, 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 he's, he's just one of the greatest teachers that we've ever had. And even though all of these things were true, they were only a part of the puzzle in who Jesus was because Jesus was all of these things and more. And so Paul wanted them to understand that anybody who tried to deny some of the things that Jesus was could not be speaking in the Spirit. That anybody who denied that Jesus was Lord, that Jesus was the Son of God, that Jesus was the Messiah and the Savior of the world, they weren't telling the truth. He was not just another exceptional leader or a great prophet or a great healer. He was all of that and so much more. Well, since Jesus worked through the power of the Holy Spirit, no one saying to have the Spirit would ever speak against Jesus because Jesus and the Holy Spirit always worked together. They always worked in tandem. And God the Father, of course, directed and orchestrated the whole plan of salvation. So even Jesus coming into the world was planned from the foundation of the world by God in all three parts of the Trinity. Paul wanted believers in Corinth to understand that if somebody showed up claiming anything that went against these truths, they were to reject that because the lordship of Jesus was supremely important. To claim that he was the son of God was to claim that he was more than just another leader another prophet, another healer. Then Paul goes on to explain that there are a variety of gifts, spiritual gifts, that have been given to the church through the Holy Spirit in order for us to continue to proclaim who Jesus is to the world, in order for us to continue to expand the kingdom of God, gifts that we are to use what he calls for the common good, for everyone to be blessed and so these gifts are very important because Paul says these are the gifts that have been given to us 
as believers in Christ. So what does he tell us about these gifts? The first thing he says is there's a variety of them. There's not just one gift or two gifts. There's a, there's a plethora of gifts. There's a lot of gifts that have been given by God. And these gifts are not just varied and different, but every one of us does not get all the gifts. God gives them according to the Spirit to whoever he chooses. Each gift is given with a purpose and a plan. I want you to think for a moment about my, my fishing socks. For me, this was a great gift because I love fishing. It was an appropriate gift for me. But if I gave these to Kristen, Kristen might go uh, look at me and go, well, thank you. Because she might not be a fan of fishing or fish. So for her, that gift might not be appropriate. You see, every gift was given to us by God according to what God knows that we need and he needs in us. Each gift is given so that we can be a blessing to the common good, to the greater cost of expanding the kingdom of God. So Paul says that God has a variety of gifts to be used in a variety of activities and given by one Lord and God who activates them in each and every one of us. So what was Paul saying? He was saying, expect that you have received gifts. Expect that the Holy Spirit has given you gifts. But remember that these gifts need to be activated. So here's a list of gifts. The spirit of utterance of wisdom, the utterance of knowledge, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of prophecy, the gift of discernment of spirits, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpretation of tongues. Now, that's a lot of gifts. And this is not an all-inclusive list. We know from Scripture that there are other gifts that Paul mentions in other parts of Scripture. But these, this is a good starting list for us to understand. Every one of these gifts is given by the one Spirit from the one God for the service of the one Lord Jesus Christ. And that's one of the things that he wants to make sure that each one of us understands. These are not just gifts so I can go, hey, look at my gift. It's better than your gift. It, they, these are gifts to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. So let's look at the list and let's see what we understand from each one of these gifts. The gift of utterance of wisdom. Utterance, of course, has to do with speaking, being able to articulate that which we know. The gift was one that believers needed to have in order to defend their faith. This is the gift that Stephen used when he was being accused of defying Moses and the law. This is the gift that Paul used when he stood before rulers and, and important people to tell them about Jesus. This is a gift that many Christians have to use when they're being persecuted in order to stand up to those who are arguing with them about the faith. Now, the gift of utterance of wisdom means that you're not speaking on your own understanding, not just because you studied a lot or you know a lot, but because God has given you supernatural understanding and wisdom to be able to speak. Now, this doesn't mean that people will listen to you. 
But it does mean that you will not be speaking on your own, but that you will be speaking from God. The second gift that he mentions is the gift of knowledge. Now, this is a very desirable gift. Wouldn't you like to know stuff that you didn't know before just like that? That's a pretty cool gift. It's almost like a superpower, right? Just be able to know something at the drop of a hat that God wants you to know in a given situation for a particular purpose. At times, this gift would show up through the revelation of things that Christians needed to know that God wanted them to understand at a particular moment in time for a particular reason. We know that the utterance of knowledge is not just for us to know something, but to actually share it with others. Again, to say to others what God has revealed to us. This gift gives us insight into what God has revealed, and it always has a purpose. God doesn't just give us information for no reason. He gives us information so that we can act on that information and so that we can do something with it. The third gift is the gift of faith. Another great gift for any believer. Who doesn't need a little more trust in God? Who doesn't need to be able to rely on God more fully? This gift is also a gift that keeps on giving because the more we believe and trust in God in faith, the more that gift continues to grow in us. It's a gift that the Heavenly Father gives us out of His love for us, knowing that we need His help at times to trust because things might not look good or things might be difficult or things might not look like they're going to pan out like we want them to. The gift of faith allowed people to believe even when things did not look like they were going to turn out as they expected. This gift was very important, particularly in the early church. As they saw the world turn against Christianity, as they saw Christians being martyred and persecuted, thrown in jail and killed, it took faith to continue to stay the course of faith, to continue to follow Jesus in spite of all these things. The fourth gift was the gift of healing. Now, this was pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Who wouldn't want the gift to be able to drive the seas out of people's bodies? You know, to do the things that Jesus did, to have the blind people to see, the lame to walk, the lepers to be healed. Hey, this is a gift that would be great right now, right? Use it on somebody who has COVID and pray for healing and restoration. This gift of healing was one that we saw in Jesus often. He used it all the time. What an incredible gift to be given. And notice that it's not just to pray for ourselves to be healed, but to pray for others. It was a gift that was a blessing to those who were sick around us. We know that Paul had it and several others in Scripture that prayed for those who were sick and they were healed. What an incredible gift to have. The next gift is the gift of working miracles. This gift is cool. There's no other way to put it. It's just cool. Who wouldn't want to be able to turn water into wine like Jesus did at the wedding at Canaan? Who wouldn't want to be able to do things that are completely impossible based on the laws of physics and nature? This is a supernatural power from God. This is the kind of gift that Jesus used when he fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. 
The math didn't add up. It was impossible. But it was a miraculous feeding of the 5,000. Jesus prayed to God to multiply that food, and it lasted, and it was more than enough, and there was left over. Notice that the gift of miracles is not for ourselves. It's not so that we can look good or people can praise us. It is for the greater good. Again, Jesus used it to feed those 5,000 plus that were there. They needed that food. It was for the blessing of the people. But it gave a witness to the power of God, to what God can do that defies all understanding. And it reminded us that for God, there is nothing that is impossible. The next gift is the gift of prophecy. This gift is forward-looking, revealing things that are to come. Think of it as peering into the future through the eyes of God to get a glimpse of what he sees. I mean, that's pretty amazing. To be able to look into the future and see something that is going to happen before it happens. Through this gift, John the Baptist was able to announce the coming of Jesus. It was his gift of prophecy that was, that was manifested in his ministry as he said, prepare the way of the Lord because the one that is coming is greater than I. You know, this is the one that you've been waiting for. This was his way of exercising the gift of prophecy. Oftentimes in Scripture, we see this gift used to give a warning to the people that if they don't change the course of their action or they don't do something different, there's going to be dire consequences. But this gift is always instilled in people in order to help them to see something God wants them to know about what is to come. Only by looking through God's eyes can we see what is to come accurately and appropriately. Because God is already in the future that it's going to be. Then the next gift is the gift of discerning of spirits. I have to tell you, this is one gift that, that I have experienced in my own life. Sometimes it feels like a chill coming up my spine that reveals to me that something spiritual is going on at the moment. It's just this understanding that there are Spiritual forces at play in the situation that I am facing. It's a gift that is given to us sometimes so that we will know that we are not fighting flesh and blood, that we're not fighting each other, that we're not struggling with each other, but that actually there's spiritual forces that are involved in this situation. This is an important gift because Paul didn't want people to be against people. He wanted them to continue to proclaim the kingdom of God and to continue to profess that Jesus was Lord, but knowing that the fight was against heavenly forces and, and spiritual forces of evil that were trying to dissuade the Christians. And so he reminds us often in Scripture that we are fighting those evil forces in spiritual realms. And those spiritual forces, they try to pin us against each other those evil spirits, they try to make us fight with each other and, and have division. This is how they get, they, 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 they get us to, to work against each other. And Paul wanted them to be able to have this gift, the gift of discernment of spirits, so that they would know when that was happening and so they could go to the Lord in prayer and repel those evil forces. 
You've got to know your enemy, and you've got to know what's going on in order to respond appropriately. The next gift is the gift of various kinds of tongues. This gift has a variety of manifestations. Remember he said there was a variety of activities that went along with these gifts, and the tongues is one good example of that. There was angelic tongues in which people spoke in heavenly languages, but there was also the gift of tongues in which the believers were able to speak in human languages that they had never learned in other people's languages that they had never studied in order to be able to convey a message that those people needed to hear. The greatest example of this, of course, is Pentecost, when the believers in Jerusalem were able to speak in languages of all of the different people that were in the city, and they were able to understand them in their own language. This gift is often paired with the next gift, which is the interpretation of tongues. And, you know, these are companion gifts, if you will. I, I, I compare it to getting a gaming console and then getting a controller. Without one and the other, you can't get it to work. You know, if you have the best gaming console and you don't have a controller to use it, it's, it's kind of hard to enjoy it, right? You have to be able to have both. And so Paul believes that the interpretation of tongues is a great and important gift in the church because when you pair it up with, with tongues, then there's a, a process of revelation of sharing of information that happens that is supernatural and gives a witness to the world that it is God who is speaking and not us. You know, when you're able to speak a language you didn't study and you didn't learn, and people look at you and go, hey, that's an unlearned person. That's not even somebody who should know that language. It gives glory to God because they know you couldn't do it on your own. Well, after this long list of all of these gifts, spiritual gifts that God has given us, Paul says all of these gifts, every single one comes through the same Spirit who allots to each one individually these gifts as the Spirit chooses. What he was saying was that we don't get to choose which gift we get. It is not, oh, I, I'd like to have this one because that, that one's cooler than the other one. No, it's whatever God thinks and believes through the Holy Spirit that we need for a particular time is what is given to us. And gifts might change. You might get this gift today, and then next year you might get a different gift. Just like you get different gifts every Christmas. You don't get the same gift all the time. So God gives these gifts according to the Holy Spirit who knows what we need and when we need it. You know, if, if the house is on fire, you need a hose. You don't need a hammer. You need the appropriate gift for the appropriate time. With this, Paul establishes that God chooses the gifts and gives the gifts to us according to the need of the kingdom of God, not necessarily what we particularly want. And then Paul reaffirms that the activation of our gifts is only through the one Spirit, through the one God that has given them in the first place. You know, at times we will see something being sold that says, not sold in stores, only sold in this website, or only sold in this one retail location, or only sold by this one 
supplier. What Paul was saying is that the true gifts of the Spirit are only given by the one God. You can't get them anywhere else. There is not an off-brand choice here. It all comes from God through the Holy Spirit and in Jesus Christ. And these are only available to those who put their trust and their faith in Jesus. And these gifts are only good if they're activated. And I showed you the gift cards. You know, if you go to the store to buy a gift card, there's a whole rack of those plastic cards as you saw in the picture that we showed. There's a whole rack of them. But you know that they are worthless? Every single one is just a piece of plastic until you take it, what? To the register to activate them. Until you activate them, they're worthless. One of the funniest stories was of a, a man who went to rob a store, and he thought it would be cool to rob the store by taking all of the gift cards. So he took all of the gift cards off the rack and ran out. And he soon discovered that he got nothing because none of the cards were activated. They had no value. They were pieces. He stole a bunch of pieces of plastic. And what Paul was saying in our scripture today is all of these gifts are worthless unless you activate them through the one God that empowers them to be used in your life. They're worthless unless you come to God and say, God, I want to know what my gift is and I want to use my gift. Activate it in me right now. And so you know how in Christmas you always want to open your gifts as soon as possible and use them right away? Paul was saying you should have that same desire when it comes to your spiritual gifts. Right now, you should be asking yourself, what is my spiritual gifts? What are my spiritual gifts? Because sometimes we get multiple gifts. What are they? And how can I activate them? How can I get God to help me use them for the greater good of the kingdom of God? And we should be going to God and saying, Lord, activate my gift Help me to use it for what you intended. Today, I want to tell you that you have spiritual gifts. That God has given you spiritual gifts that are particular to you. That God knows are a good fit for your life, for your situation, for where you are right now and whatever it is that you are going through. But you have to go to God. And activate those gifts. Say, Lord, give me discernment so I understand what's going on. Lord, give me, give me the gift of healing because I have someone sick around me that I want to be able to pray for, for restoration. Activate in me the gifts that you have given me and help me to know where to use them. Today, I pray that you activate your gifts that you ask God to reveal to you which ones you have and that you will glorify God through the use of your gifts. Because remember, at the end of the day, these gifts are not for us. They are for the greater good and for the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you that you give us such great gifts. I thank you, O Lord, that you are so 
so gracious, Lord, in our lives that you give us what we need and not necessarily what we want. I ask, O oh Lord, that as we enter this new year, you will continue to help us to discern what gifts you have given us, to know what they are, to ask you to activate them, and to help us to use them so that Jesus' name can continue to be glorified, so that God can continue to show up in our lives in a powerful way, so that you can continue to reach people through our witness and our testimony and the way that we use those gifts. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will just empower us through those gifts to do more than we think is possible through faith in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you.